This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. And it's time for Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. I'm Cody, and with me are Kyle and Ken. Hello. Hi, everybody. We're back. Back for another week. <laughs> it wasn't a bloodbath of release schedule changes, so no, to, no. this week seemed really tame and kind of quiet. Anything even happen? If we don't have, you know, 20 moves on the release schedule? Yeah, what the heck are we even going to talk about today? Yeah, it's What's like, the point? It's like the movies are boggle pieces and they just shake them up. <laughs> okay, find your bookings. <laughs> Real life boggle. Yeah. It There's bo- a match it there. boggles the mind. Hey. Uh, Hi-yo. <laughs> I'm full of it today, guys. We still got the Watch jokes. out. She got a haircut. She got her Mountain Dew ready. I did. I'm drinking a Mountain Dew. I got a haircut, and it's the first time in forever that I liked it. It's the first time since before the pandemic started, and I had already not needed a haircut when the pandemic started, so it's been a long time coming. <laughs> it was very shaggy. Well, it looks great now. Thank you. Yeah. I spent a lot of money on it i hope it looks good <laughs> i'm sorry ken spent a lot of money on it i hope it looks good did you take money out of the podcast jar that we have <laughs> well we need I that money to. cody <laughs> need, we might have to wait to paint the studio now to, oh. <laughs> to recoup some funds here unless we get a sponsor and then uh, huh? then the studio will be up and running who do we want our sponsor to be again wasn't it mike's hard that would be good Anything alcohol related would be awesome. Yeah. Kyle was rooting for Manscaped for some reason. Yeah, he keeps bringing that one up. Well, we gotta we gotta have uh, Manscaped and be part of the podcasting community, just like right. all of them. There's got to be some sort of blue or purple or red pill that men take for certain reasons, <laughs> and they make a rocket noise or a lion growl in the background. <laughs> that that helps. I don't know, but they would pay us, so that would be nice. Do you think that our listeners are the target audience for those things? I, I'm not really worried about <laughs> what, yeah, what mean, our listeners are willing to buy. I'm worried about have, who will pay us to do, say their name. Do you think we yeah. have listeners that really want Manscaped products so know. bad? I That's don't know. That's why I was asking. Know. But, I don't not know. I but don't if they know. listen to this, they definitely want to drink. They definitely <laughs> want to drink. <laughs> yes. That's for sure. Let's so that's it. why we always ask for the alcohol sponsors. Yeah. We have legal marijuana here now. We'll take whatever we can get, guys. <laughs> right. Probably need those, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is your Off the Break podcast coming in on a Friday afternoon after hours. Just then. And ch- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're chilled from this hectic, crazy week. Bunch of bubbling noises in the background. <laughs> Kyle coughing like crazy the, the entire cough. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that, Kyle? One second. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so we're on the market for a sponsor, if anybody's interested. <laughs> yeah, if any, that's our pitch. You, if anybody wants pitch. to send us alcohol or illicit drugs. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> I think we would just make a show out of it. Probably. That's the thing. Like, we wouldn't just be like, it's sponsored by Manscaped. Like, we would make a sh- an we event would out of shave, it. We shave Kyle's head during yeah. the show. Be like, <laughs> be look how well these Manscaped razors work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I don't want that. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> All right ready to get into yeah. this we had a few changes yeah we weren't without changes this week but after last week it's like oh okay i can handle this um paramount mostly is the culprit this week moved to quiet place from april to september we weren't surprised by that um 
And then Rumble, that animated like monster wrestling movie, moved from May to February of 2022. That's a bummer. I think wow. it could have easily gone in May still. There's... Can't can't find a home for it. Can't find yeah. a place where they're comfortable they with really it. They really don't know what to do with that. I was Well, okay, that makes more sense. I was thinking they were too confident in it, but this makes a lot more sense what you guys are saying about it, that they just don't know where to put it. Yeah. Also, I saw there was a deal where WWE, who helped promote or produce the movie, mm-hmm. just sold all of their rights to NBC's Peacock for all mm. their classic right. stuff. Okay. So this could be part of just delaying it so that they can move it to the streaming well, service. Well, as and well. I had told you at last podcast, I was like, "This is this is a contender for being something sold to streaming. Yeah. This yeah. one would easily be done because, because the word Paramount is behind it." Well, no, <laughs> not only because it's animated and done. Mostly. I mean, that's what Paramount thinks. Right. They're like, people know it's a Paramount project. They don't, I said, because they don't have Tom Cruise making sure it goes to theaters. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I don't work for TV. I work for movies. <laughs> um, Escape Room 2 from Sony was previously unset from the release schedule. So it was just floating out there, not knowing where it was going to go. It landed January 7th, 2022. So... January time next year, probably a pretty good time for it. That's when the uh, first Escape Room came out was in yeah. January Original and it did was pretty the first good. Weekend of January release. Yeah, and actually surprisingly did good after the holiday family films. You needed something different, so yeah. I feel like that's a decent move on Sony's part. Yeah, it definitely makes sense for that type of movie. Like I thought for sure <laughs> they would have sold it to streaming by now, but. For right. whatever reason, like, well, they, they gotta, know it works in January, so they want to stick to it. Sony's got to keep something on their release schedule. I mean, they don't have much left. That's yeah. true. But. Same with Paramount. Like, this yeah. is the facade of a studio right here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, And then Godzilla, for some reason, moved back five days to the 31st from the 26th of, Mar- of March. So I'm not sure what the point of that was, but... I know Warner Bros. like today just announced the Snyder Cut that Justice League different justice league movie is going to be released on march 18th on hbo max so maybe they don't want them so close cannibalizing each other but i don't know why you put them that close to begin with anyway i don't yeah it's all weird to me it it still doesn't make sense but that's just like the latest oh my gosh are we gonna have to try to keep track of what's coming out on all these streaming platforms to have some context what's happening in the theatrical oh yes oh yeah. <laughs> but Kyle is. He's that, up. He's that's why that you alcohol have me. sponsor cannot come soon enough. <laughs> but Kyle's got everything up on the database, ready mm-hmm. to go. The scoreboard. It's it's an awesome tool for you to have, not only on your phone or on your computer, but up in your projection booth whenever you have that thought. Like, what am I going to play? Yeah. What's coming up? Or if somebody asks about something, you've got it handy to see. Right. That the Snyder Cut is not coming to theaters. All the one sheets released were stream only. Yeah. There were one sheets released for the Snyder Cut. I saw, well, I saw images. They looked looked like one sheets. Yeah. I mean, it didn't show very much, but sure. Yeah. Release that. (laughs) I talked to Warner Brothers earlier. They said mostly the move was to keep it in first quarter for projections. So that's as late as they could possibly do it is the last day of the quarter. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> so they had to keep it there. Um, but the trailer came out on Sunday during the NFL um, conference championships. Looks awesome. It looks like a big, dumb, stupid animals fighting movie, and it looks great. Stupid, yes. 
No, oh yeah, it's what it's supposed to be. Well, yeah, that's I, the whole point. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna yeah. force like you know all the human relationships, and there will be a love story. Blah blah blah. Forget about that stuff. Like, go get more popcorn for that. But yeah, the, the monster fights are what I'm here for. That trailer was awesome. The, Loaded with those. the last Godzilla. He literally went nuclear and burned <laughs> from the inside out while turning red. But he's somehow back to fight a giant gorilla with no superpowers. <laughs> No fire-breathing abilities, no tail to but smash things with. He packs a mean wallop. Well, he packs would, a mean wallop. That's all he's got, though. Yeah. And it works. This guy can shoot lasers out of his mouth. So are we thinking that Godzilla will win, then? How could he not win? I, I don't know. I, Did you see how Godzilla, sw- what was it, swung a, a plane or something at him? Didn't he swing a plane? or? Oh, a, there's a plane, a, a pole, there's a car, a there's... I mean, if you if you have any affinity for... Um, buildings or architecture, this is not the movie for you <laughs> because everything comes down. If you're a big fan of architecture, last, this is the, not the movie for the you. The last half hour of Man uh, Man, Man of Steel, Steel. this <laughs> entire movie looks like that. <laughs> just things being thrown through skyscrapers. I I'm here felt for it. It was a bit cringy. I just don't like Godzilla or Khan or any yeah. of this. So for me, I'm like, I, I know we really need a movie, but... Yeah, I mean, I wasn't very impressed by the latest Godzilla movie. I mean, it, it looked good in some parts, and the Godzilla yeah. fights obviously were cool, but beyond that, it just didn't strike a chord with me, and I I was for sure going to be like, okay, I'm not going to be that interested in Godzilla <laughs> versus Kong. I'll be fine. And then that trailer came, and I'm like, all right, I'm back in. I'm back in. You I, got me. Yeah, Warner Bros., they have good trailers. They do have good trailers, yeah. but this one, I was like... <gasps> he loves this little girl and he's going to protect her and they're going to manipulate him. And I thought Godzilla was protecting us from the other monsters. And No, none of the story matters. Cody. I know, I know, the, but it's, it's, that's why I don't it's like Warner it. It's Brothers. This I isn't, the story. They're not going to kill the little girl. They're not going to do anything crazy like that, but they are just going to have amazing monster fights. And then you just have to snooze while people are talking for Godzilla's any reason. Gonna sac- or that's about right. Khan's <laughs> going to sacrifice himself somehow. He just, I just know it, and I just can't handle that. Oh, so. they're absolutely going to team up. Like something's going to come in, and they're yeah. going to be like, let's okay. work together. I don't it's, know if they're It's talk, the Warner but... Brothers model, Batman v Superman. Yeah. And then they're okay. teammates at the end. And they're teammates oh, yeah. at the there's end. Gonna be and some they'll start their a- own justice. There's going to be some AI. There's... In the Godzilla universe, there's a Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> there's things that come from outer space. They're going to be best buddies by the end of this. Oh yeah. Maybe King Kong will be nuclear. Maybe <laughs> he'll then get nuclear powers. I'll let you two see it, and you could just tell me how it ends. I'm gonna oh, wa- I'm gonna watch it multiple times. I am absolutely gonna try and watch it only in theaters. I, I got to sleep on the couch this week, and I watched uh, Godzilla. Not because you were in trouble. Godzilla King of the Monsters for a twelfth time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do we need to explain that one? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Kent got to sleep on the couch because Mama was having a sleepover with her boys, and mm. we. We teamed up in mom and dad's room and shut the door and dad had to sleep on the couch. And but dad, it's not a bad thing. It was just a fun overnight thing for mom. And that dad got excluded from. And dad drank a box of red wine and watched Godzilla King of the Monsters. Fast forwarding through any parts where humans were talking. I wish I could have done that when I saw it. <laughs> but that, that, that does still sound like a good night for him. So it was yeah. a win for everyone. It wasn't bad. Is that why you shut the door? Yeah, I didn't want to be bothered. Oh, I thought he was being so nice. He's like, well, shut the door so, you know, no lights or anything bother you guys. And we were out. Oh, I would make that excuse, but it would definitely be so you're not bothered. Yeah, it was awesome. I got such a good night's sleep. (laughs) (laughs) 
after all the talking stopped, I got such a good night's sleep. <laughs> there was a lot of little chitter chatters. I'm sure. <laughs> so, all right. Well, okay. Godzilla versus Khan. Moving back. We're still all looking forward to it. Some more than others. Hey, the trailer worked. Yep. It did its job. So, booking strategies. Obviously, I'm going to book that movie, Godzilla vs. Khan, at the end of March. But what do I have until then? What um, do I do? What do we got, guys? A good question, because it looks... We, have we Tom, got Raya. Tom and Jerry. And Tom and Jerry. <laughs> so, the end of February, first week of March, is, looks strong. Right. Um, as strong as it has mm-hmm. since Christmas. Maybe yeah. the little things can hold for a week or two. Oh, the little things is going to hold for at least three or four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to do so good. And yeah. just continuing to hold. Actually, what I'm finding with these films is they don't, you know, you don't get the big, sh- huge opening and then a huge drop off. You just get this slow burn, which is great. Yeah. Slow burns better than a huge drop off for sure. Oh yeah. So, um, what am I, what else, what am I going to fill in? in between I found, uh, Lionsgate had a day and date film called the right one. And that looked like a cute kind of quirky romantic comedy. And I think that's rated R though. It is. Um, um so, but I did book that in a number of locations. R, really? And yep. that comes out next week. <laughs> IFC has little fish and Blythe yeah. spirit. I'm really looking forward to Blythe Spirit. Little Fish is a little harder sell for us. I'm not going in very many locations with that. It's a pandemic film about um, this virus that makes people forget and lose their memory. Hmm. And it follows this <laughs> it follows this couple, and and the guy has the memory loss and just the how they struggle with that. And I'm like, oh, a pandemic film in a pandemic. I'm just not yeah interested in that. But Blythe yeah. Spirit looks so good. It's got Dan Stevens, Judy Dench. Um she's Judy Dench plays a uh what would you a, what would you call her? Like a a woman? No. A, a female character. No, like a, I don't want to say like <laughs> a, a tarot a medium. Thank you. A spiritualist medium. Yeah. Thank you. According to the synopsis. And um, <laughs> I think she's a, I know. think she's a bit of a fraud, but then something happens and she can then actually see the spirits, and it looks like a just a really fun comedy. So I am going to try to take that as many places as I can, because at least it has well known actors and actresses, and it looks some something that's really fun. Yeah, it so. looks it looks funny, and um, on top of those two that you listed, there's also Leslie Mann and Isla Fisher who are. Oh recognizable yeah for and sure they're really funny yeah. so everybody in it i think it's got such a strong cast that could be helpful what else we got ken anything uh what about the scx film the mar it tan um the mar- i think the mauritanian is that what it is yes. mauritanian thank you ken i just want to keep saying the martian <laughs> <laughs> i think they're only going a couple hundred prints on that very uh, limited okay very limited day and date I very mean, small window they're I mean, not asking more for than, dates beyond yeah. that initial run yeah they're not looking they have a very small budget they're only going the initial dates and they're not looking to date it after that really what about apple's film cherry that's at the end of february and i don't know so we've been struggling to get a contact for apple apple doesn't have a distribution team yeah um so we've struggled a little bit i'm sure other people have as well and if you have a contact please send it our way but make it worth your while yeah <laughs> we'll we'll give you a shout out on the podcast <laughs> but, wouldn't you love that <laughs> yeah. but um they I've, had they had that palmer with mm-hmm. um uh justin timberlake t- yeah. yeah and they've got cherry and 
but I don't know anybody to contact to actually book it. And when they say select theaters, I think it's they're going that initial Netflix route where they were hand picked a few theaters. Yeah. And um, contacted like them directly, cities. and then that was it. They're not looking for a run after that. Yeah. So Previously, the one that Apple actually released to theaters was The Banker, and that was right before, that was early March or before the pandemic. Yeah. And we played that a couple of spots, and but they hired out um, Bleecker Di- Street yeah, to, to, do the to do the distribution. But I reached out to every contact I can think of in distribution, and nobody is handling it. Nobody knows who's handling it. So. And nobody has a contact at, at Apple because Apple doesn't have a distribution team because they're yeah. not in the in the industry to actually distribute movies. Yeah. They're there to get publicity so that you code Apple to stream them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think, especially for Cherry, is kind of a missed opportunity. Like, I think that could actually draw in a pretty good crowd. Like, the trailer looks good. I mean, mm-hmm. it is um, heavy subject material, but it does have Tom Holland and the Russo brothers as writers and directors i believe i don't know i feel like that it could actually draw some pretty good interest as compared to their previous titles they actually have interest we've been contacted yeah people are like hey do you know i want to book this their production company i called and it goes to a blank line it says thank you for contacting avog or whatever it is and then just hangs up on you yeah because (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't even give you a chance to leave a message it just hangs up thanks for the call click click Just and then an the other pause. the other locations that I found that were handling distribution, usually I can get a contact through other um, production companies that were involved. One was in Beverly Hills and is now defunct. <laughs> and the other one was in, uh, I'm trying to remember if it was the UAE, who did the um, desert scenes as a production. And uh, yeah, I'm not calling the UAE right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> we love our listeners, but we're not... <laughs> I'm not lighting my phone yeah. up. I don't need anybody checking my search history. <laughs> so important. So if we find something, we'll definitely make an announcement on yeah. Silver Screen Insider. And for the most part, you can find studio contacts on our page. We're actually pretty good at getting them. But this one's proving to be such a challenge. And kind of similar to Netflix in the early days before they had hired a couple people for a distribution team. Right. They were very difficult too. Yeah, Kyle, can I... That reminds me. Can I borrow your phone for just a minute? I just want to make a quick yeah. international, international call. call. <laughs> just a real quick one. I don't need, I don't need that bill, Ken. <laughs> so I'm going to have to decline. I don't, live, I don't live that hot phone life or that <laughs> burner phone life. <laughs> um, some other things to consider, too, is I've actually had several clients look at the next couple months and want to make sure that they reduce their revenue, which sounds crazy, but... For the Shuttered Venues grant, they just want to make sure they're within their, you know, um, 78 to 90% threshold so they can be able to apply in that first tier of um, for the Shuttered Venues. So I'm actually having some clients that are not taking in new bookings and reducing hours just to make sure that their revenue doesn't exceed that that threshold. So hmm. keep yeah. that in mind too. It might be a really good time if you're, looking again to reduce costs until movies come back until more more movies come back um i go to weekends go to one show times do do what you need to do right now because there's really not a lot of big product out there until i would even say through march now it's it won't be till may or june yeah until we get that grant going but there was a call this week and i'm sure you got lots of new updates 
everything was clear cut days, times, what you need to do, breakdowns, very specific, just like it is on Silver Screen Insider for all of our listeners. Unfortunately, Ken, the Small Business Administration has not offered any further guidance on the Shuttered Venues grants. There's no timeline. There's no guidance on what some what earned income is there's no procedures there's there's just nothing outside of what you see on the current website they did this last week add a frequently asked questions page that you can actually download and read through and i really suggest everybody does that just to keep themselves familiarized with all the terms and everything but um right now there's still nothing and I know that that's really, really difficult for a lot of listeners because at the t- at this time, you know, you've got creditors hounding you, you, you know, it's a new year and I'm not going to do what I've been doing for you for the last year. And you got all that pressure and you're getting a lot of pressure, I'm sure, from banks. I'm hearing from a lot of people that their bank is actually pressuring them to apply for PPP. They're like, why haven't you done the second round of PPP? I haven't seen your application. We deferred some of your loan payments, and now you're not applying for this money. And if you merely apply for PPP, you're going to get disqualified for shuttered venues. So don't bow under the pressure. If you think you're going to get more money through shuttered venues... Definitely try to hold out and stall as if long you're as you get can. Any money, if you think yeah. there's any possibility, because it's a grant, it's not a loan. Right, it's a grant. It's not a loan. There's potential for more there. You know, try to educate the bank and say, "Hey, this is what I'm looking to do. I really want this grant. I've got to wait for it." The Small Business Administration hasn't offered any guidance or um, a timeline of when it's available. It should have been available already, so it. Hopefully it'll be available. I'm hoping by the end of February, but um, yeah, it's so unlike the federal government to not be on top of things and get <laughs> right. things taken care of right away. It's shocking that they haven't gotten this done already. So <laughs> I just I feel that try try to you're gonna what you should do is try to educate the bank on the SVOG. I think the banks just don't realize that that exists because it's not being administered through the banks like PPP was. Because there's like nothing new coming out about it. Yeah, well, there's nothing new. And the, like I said, the banks aren't accepting the applications like they did with PPP. So they have some control and insight when it come when it came to PPP. They don't have that at all with shuttered venues. Yeah, And it's industry specific where if you're in the business, you know about it. It uh-huh. was one blip on a news cycle that was crazy so it's not something that's out there that everybody knows even exists exactly so So you're gonna have to educate the creditors the landlords everybody saying this is what i want it's a legitimate thing that's gonna happen but i need time and i know that's not easy i'm not i'm not even gonna pretend that that's gonna be easy for some people right now or if you're even gonna be able to hold out much longer i mean and that's a real issue is that if they don't hurry up and get this shuttered venues thing going there's going to be people that are going to have to take PPP because they just cannot wait anymore and they really need help. So we're just, I w- would have liked to have seen it done already. We're already into February. should have been done by the end of this month. I'm hoping it'll be done by the end of February. And cause it's not like you're going to get your money right away. You, that's just the, when applications start, then they yeah. have to go weed through them and then award money. And it could be several weeks after you apply that, that you're even able to get funds. So this is, you know, could be an eight week process or more. And let's hope they surprise us and pull <laughs> and just, out something. Oh my gosh. But... I would, 
so gladly take a surprise like it's open today and we will sound the alarm if that happens definitely so what's going on otherwise in our industry until the government gets off their butts and gets us our svog grants Uh, what are we looking at well first hollywood reporter (laughs) had this interesting article about how studios are pushing back uh their big temple movies because they still think that there's a possibility that with the vaccines um, if all things go well, they're still spread out so much that can can cause theaters to be able to be reopened and for a lot more moviegoers to be able to come back to the theaters. So they're still holding out hope by the looks of it. But the uh-huh. article also mainly suggests that the main reason is revenue and money. Oh, yeah. Because they want as much as possible, which, right? yeah, it's not a surprise. You can't get billion-dollar movies with streaming. We've said this yeah. a thousand times. You need the theaters to get to that point. You need that higher price point, that ticket price, the upsells. You need all that to get to that billion-dollar movie status. And um, so that's never going to happen on streaming. It's kind of interesting that they're hoping the vaccine will help with that. And obviously I think that that will, and the the slow vaccine rollout is just hurting our industry more. Yeah. You're just pushing everything back. I mean, the slower that goes out, the slower the return to normal movie going is going to be, but you know, it's not like they haven't seen nor like global theatrical really like, um, customers coming back. Like there's been a few, Asian films, I think, um, in Japan and South Korea that had local films that have come back and done like $20 million in those small countries. And it just overwhelmingly people wanted to come back to the movies and they were willing to go see anything. Yeah. I mean, do it. I mean, even Tenet's global box office was, you know, I don't know if it was necessarily mind blowingly good, but it was still pretty good for countries who are reopening everything during a pandemic. Yeah. Reopened, had reduced capacities and it's still, and it's still produced. So um, I think they know that movie going is there and that there is actually a pent up um, need for it and, and desire for it to go and socialize. I think people are going to really heavily want to socialize. And I just don't see everybody wanting to stay in their homes after all this. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing that with, you know, restaurants, right? Like it feels like, I don't know for other places, but like in, in Montana nowadays, it feels like they almost don't have restrictions for restaurants anymore. Like no. I can't tell you how many times I've picked up food and just see the place pretty much at full capacity, despite <laughs> there being right. pandemic. It's so I, I think you're absolutely right. It's just going to be another thing for people to be able to, you know, come back and socialize and have an experience because yeah. people miss those types of experiences. We, we got to get the SVOG grant. We got to get vaccines and then we got to get product. And once those things happen, we'll, our industry will be back. And, you know, could be back to being better than ever because we were gone. People miss us, you know, mm. miss the experience, appreciate being out more. There's, I mean, there's, there could be some positive that comes out of this. Could and reinvigorate. Yeah, it. it's going to have to because the the places that were doing well before the pandemic are the ones that are still going to be open. They're the yep. ones that took the experience as the first priority and were, were clean, had extra amenities, had better seats had all those things in place are the ones that were more likely to survive. Also, I know several of the clients have taken this opportunity to refresh the theater. I mean, it's actually people give, get upset at movie theaters for having sticky floors and outdated this, but it's really hard to update uh, a venue when you're constantly in use, you know, and when you have to be open 
to make money. And so this idea that they've taken the time now when they have to be closed, I know so many people that repainted, refloored, reseeded, mm-hmm. got new curtains, got better equipment. I mean, it was a, a time in that early pandemic where people were really just revamping their whole complexes in the hopes that they're like, we got the time now. And no one's in here. Let's take, you know, let's take this opportunity. Redoing bathrooms. I mean, so much. Putting bulbs in the M for cinema. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That have been out for 12 months because you finally had them in it. I went to a Cinemark theater during Christmas for Wonder Woman. And I noticed that that Cinemark theater replaced their, uh, like, seat cushions. Like, their leather now. I forget what they were before. But they were still, like, pretty nice cushions from what I remember. And, oh, man, they were just so nice still. And, And they still had, like... The reclined seats, like they always had that before too, but like right. they clearly took the time to make sure, like, hey, any little upgrade is going to be good for our business. Like, no matter when we're able to open at full capacity, so oh, yeah. It, yeah, just take advantage of it, especially during this time, whenever you can. Right, get people in because people will notice. You know, just survey your customers on social media, find out what what upgrades they'd like to see, mm-hmm. and see if there's something within your budget to do it, and. Whether it could be just paint, new curtains, new baff- baffling or on the walls for sound, you know, just little things in there can... Concession can... options. Oh, I mean, yeah. there's there's a million different small things you can do without spending a lot of money. Right. Concession, those concession options is a good Those concessionaires way. are looking for anything right now because their margins are shot right. too. So oh, if they've got yeah. something... If they can sell you, you know, a case of uh, Twizzlers that's going to expire next week for pennies on the dollar. <laughs> don't don't go that route. In fact, well, I, I had if you a client can get them out beforehand. If you can, but I had a client that got sold expired candy from their vendor. So be careful. Like the vendor, I know that some vendors are really hurting out there, but no one should be selling you expired stuff. That that really sucked for that theater getting expired candy, but. I think we're on to something. I think if you take the opportunity to see if there's ways you could revamp, maybe with local treats or local fare, maybe with beer and wine. I mean, I really think that alcohol sales are a easy way. If you can add them given your laws, every everybody's different, but if you can add low key beer and alcohol, maybe just a few beers on tap. I mean, talk to the distributor, talk to, like local breweries and see if they'll tap give you the taps and stuff for free see if see if they'll do something discounted for you because they are hurting too with restaurant sales down and this might be an opportunity for you to go in and get tapped really a lot cheaper than before yeah we've seen it time and time again places that are able to add even beer and wine seeing their concessions go up three five seven dollars per ticket yeah because of that and the margins are just as good on alcohol as they are on well, everything. You get eighty percent on the dollar with alcohol sales. Yeah. You're you're getting thirty percent on the dollar or forty percent on the dollar with a ticket sale normally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the concessions are in that area are, are much better. And we talked too. In fact, we just had this conversation, Ken, about a theater that has um, beer and wine and. Uh, I guess they have full bar and they were going to do signature cocktails and they were talking about having a whole lot of signature cocktails. And we're like, no, pick one signature cocktail for the movie that you're premiering that week. Um, so you said like, if you're doing one night in Miami, maybe make like a mojito or something. Yeah, Just find something that fits, whether it's um, geographically specific or there's a theme in the movie. And right. just An era find, of time. Just find something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just find something that works and make it 
you know, reasonably priced. If you've got a, a $5 cocktail for a girls' night movie, yeah, I mean, you're going to sell 50 of those at every show. You could. Especially if it's something you can mix ahead of time. You can, yeah, mix it ahead of time, have a signature, and then you do the upsell when you see them. Say, hey, we have a signature cocktail for this. It's uh, one of our discounted cocktails. It's this. And then the margin on it is so much better because you've created the signature. You can control that a little bit better. Yeah. I mean, those are the those are the experiences that people are looking for when they go out in the future. They want they don't want to just go see a movie. They want to see a movie, get served a beautiful cocktail that's just for that movie. They want a nice entree, and they just they want to be with their friends. And I feel like that's going to be more and more what people wanted because they can always have a movie at home, but they can't have that that experience and that service at home. Yeah. And that's what you got to give them moving forward. How has an alcohol company not sponsored us yet? I know. <laughs> Come on. That was what, a 10-minute spiel about convincing theaters to serve alcohol? Come yeah. on, guys. <laughs> I mean, we'll we'll take stuff that's considered bad stuff. I'm looking at you, hams, beer. <laughs> we'll take what we can get. Mmm, hams, beer. <laughs> Sponsored by Miller High Life. <laughs> <laughs> the champagne of beers. <laughs> uh, so... Um, streaming, we had another kind of interesting article come out of deadline about Nielsen who, you know, does TV ratings and kind of tracks viewership of media. And they were, um, saying that Warner's with Wonder Woman kind of had higher number of viewings and like longer duration of viewing over the Christmas corridor than Disney did with soul on their streaming platforms and I just you know it's just so hard to gauge there's nothing out there that's very transparent like there is with the box office saying this was a clear winner this was a clear loser this worked this didn't you know how do you gauge streaming how long into a stream does somebody lose interest I mean do you count it as a view if they don't view it more than two minutes that sort of thing and so it, there's just a lot of questions with that, and um, and how does do views equate to actual what have what would have been attendance, and uh, you know because one view could actually have multiple viewers during that session and yeah, stuff, and that, not have like subscribers attached to each one, right? Too, yeah. so it's difficult. But it was an interesting way because Nielsen is start trying to tackle some of this as best they can because the let's face it this, these platforms don't release their viewership numbers and they never have and they w- never will but um even if Wonder Woman had uh, a side-by-side comparison with Soul you know um Wonder Woman is still 45 minutes longer of a movie so even yeah. if they had the exact same number of viewers um, Warner's would have come out on top on total overall hours viewed because they had a longer movie. So we got to keep that in perspective a little bit. Yeah. And in their article of trying to quantify it, yeah. their idea of what a normal or an opening weekend from these views would have been had a $50 million plus or minus. Like they yeah. had no idea what it meant. No. And there's no way to quantify it because you don't know if these are new subscriptions, existing subscriptions, yep. whether there's 10 people watching it in a house or one on their phone on the bus, you yep. have no idea no, how to quantify this. At plus, this point. you also never know if they canceled their subscription right after. Like, someone right. could have been like, oh, I'll, 
I guess, get the free version for seven days seven days, and watch Wonder Woman. And maybe they'll only get, I don't know, an hour and a half in and be like, eh, this movie's boring. And then cancel, cancel. it completely. Yeah. That could be a very, uh, very possible possibility. Yeah. Or they might try to download it on their TV and it might not work because the TV's a little older. Yeah. And then get ridiculed in the office <laughs> or by other people listening to the podcast. So I blame HBO Max for everything. Yeah. <laughs> everything. HBO Max ruined Kyle's the, life. The it pandemic, did. a flat tire. I'm shunned. <laughs> yeah. We had to shun him a little bit in the office. It's amazing it's okay. I get to be on this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the popcorn thing was one thing, but sure. now you're admitting to streaming in your home. Now I draw a line, Kyle. No popcorn, no streaming. I know. God, how did I even get this job? I don't know. How did I get here? You just wandered in. We let you stay. You're like, all right. <laughs> he looks homeless. Let's give him a job. <laughs> College kid doesn't know. So young and naive. <laughs> doesn't even know what's happening yeah. in this industry. We're willing to pay you maximum minimum wage. <laughs> He's like, sign me up. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it, Nielsen's not like a bad uh, place to like go and look up for those television numbers. But when it comes to streaming, there's just so much unknowns that could be taken into yeah. consideration. And, you know, it, it's it's kind of the same as with, you know, studios hiding box office numbers in a way. They could just be able to swing it Whatever to make it sound good. To ma- I mean, yeah. there was a headline I saw where... Warner Bros. was saying they got, oh, I can't remember now, maybe 50 million new subscribers from Wonder Woman or something. And it's like, yeah, but how many of those left after the free trial? How right. many of those are still coming back to your service? Like, was Wonder Woman actually a the good pull reason. beyond, you know, the holiday break and people needed a movie to see if they didn't have a theater open? I will say that wonder woman was a big movie it worked in the theater the first week oh yeah but there was something about it that didn't totally work for audiences it was it was a good movie it wasn't great by any means sure and you couldn't really tell because not because even though it opened day and date with streaming the grosses really dropped off after that and they kept continuing to drop off they never really stabilized Mm -hmm. and held whereas something like crude's is holding up and still playing now like almost 12 weeks later slow grind i mean but it did it opened well it never really dropped off and now we're still playing it over you know at least 10 weeks down Yeah. yeah i mean for wonder woman for whatever reason for most audiences like the word of mouth of just how good not great it was that it just affected theaters and theaters playing that movie. And I honestly think that it did affect, you know, the streaming aspect of it too. Like you can tell me you got all these brand new subscribers coming onto the service for it, but you can't tell me that you got a whole lot more after that. Right. There's nobody coming in now for it. Yeah. And so I don't know, you know, crudes may have benefited because they got that three week theatrical window and then the streaming, but I've not seen a huge drop off when streaming was introduced three weeks later, that movie was just there and they, it helped with that. It was for audience, a uh, family audience that hasn't been serviced by any films recently. And so it's just really plugging along. I don't think it, you're going to see it drop off until Tom and Jerry come out at the end of the right. month. I yeah. think it's going to hold Every on. Every location we have it at, it's one or two. Yeah. It's still holding. <laughs> still I mean, it's holding. not holding. Yeah. It's one or two. Yeah. yeah. In a, in, four screens, eight screens, 12 screens, it's number one or number two. And that has 
never happened which in the in the modern era yeah. with the well, digital in the pandemic era well i, I mean even say. with digital i mean even avatar playing 40 weeks was never number 1 or number 2 on the right. 12th week because mm-hmm. there was new things coming out yeah. this is just a a random occurrence but it's it's great to see that pg family movies are going to be the thing that pushes the industry back up yeah i'm really looking forward to tom and jerry and raya i really think that they're you're going to see a lot of success with those and continue on, you know, for, for a while, because we don't have anything for families right now and families need to get out. I mean, (laughs) mama needs to get out and get those kids somewhere. Saying that from experience, huh? Yeah. (laughs) That haircut must've been super relaxing. Mm, It was, it was really nice. (laughs) They do do a scalp massage and a lobotomy. (laughs) 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 Um, Speaking of that, day and date streaming and and advertising, I was kind of dismayed to see a sizzle reel come out from Warner Brothers for their HBO Max, like for the 2021 slate. Yeah, for yeah. The, this, this for year's title. slate, like it was a summer sizzle reel, like something we would see at CinemaCon. Okay, right. like very get you hyped up for the movies, mm-hmm. clips of all the stuff you're expected to see. It was totally like a CinemaCon sizzle reel. But it interspersed all the all the cool um, films with in theaters and on HBO Max. And like it really, the equivalent. Yeah, yeah, and it really played up HBO Max. And so I'm tr- sitting here trying to enjoy getting excited for these movies, but just it's so in your face that it was on HBO Max and not really in theaters that I was very put off by it. Sure. I mean, I was very frustrated and... And it sucks because there was some good footage in there. Mm-hmm. Whereas Disney with like Raya, it also is day and date. So they're, we're not, we're comparing the same thing here, but they waited to the end of the trailer on this last one. And they said on Disney plus and in theaters, and they made it just a really subtle, like both things, but well, they made the Disney plus premium right. price. It's premium. They made it subtle while in theaters was like the first thing that they acknowledged. Yeah. 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 And I just, I appreciated that advertising so much more because I didn't diminish anything from the awesome Raya trailer that I had just seen. Like, I can't wait to take my kids to that. It is a good trailer. It's going to, it's so beautiful. The animation is so stunning in that. And it's got all the elements that we want to see in a Pixar movie. I think it's going to be excellent. But I mean, Warner's just really is... I, I don't know if they're just still struggling with their streaming platform and just really now throwing everything that they can at it or what, but I feel like it's an AT&T decision. Yeah. I feel like that they're really trying to hammer home the HBO max aspect and keep getting more subscribers, which makes sense. Like it, it, as a business move, it makes sense, but yeah. it's frustrating that, you know, for a studio that is pushing, well, I guess, Warner Bros. isn't technically, but they're probably wanting to push back products so that way they can't have these in theaters first and foremost. But to right. see them promoting HBO Max as like an equal to theaters is kind of, I mean, for us in the industry, like that's, that kind of sucks. Like it's kind of disheartening and kind of yeah. makes it even more cringy for how Warner Bros. has so to kind of, has to like give into AT&T you know, as their superior and have to do this. I don't know if they would want to do it to begin with, but right. I feel like it's an AT&T thing and not so much a Warner Bros. decision. Yeah. The only thing I did like in the sizzle reel 
that I that I could take away from it was the Mortal Kombat footage. I was so excited to see that. It's so silly, but I'm like, <laughs> no, it's, yes. <laughs> it's going to be a rated R Mortal Kombat Ooh. Just like the original with yeah. no known, like really known actors. Right. That's what it's I want. It's not like they're pumping, you know, putting a, an action star in it to, right. you know, who's going to win. You have no idea what's going to go on with this. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be so awesome. And I, it's a movie you want to see in the theater. I don't want to watch that at home with my kids around or yeah, wait till they have to go to bed and then keep it quiet. Like. No, I want to go to the theater. I want to have my popcorn, my drink, and I want to just zone everybody else out and have my big screen. Like, <laughs> there's some movies I need that. And oh, Mortal yeah. Kombat's definitely one of those. I mean, the majority of Warner Bros. is late this year. It's all like stuff that you would want to see in a theater. Like, even the stuff that's unknown, like, uh, oh, I don't know, whatever the Hugh Jackman movie is that they announced during that slate or the Suicide Squad movie or. Oh, uh, yeah, Suicide Squad have, looked so good. Or Godzilla vs. Khan. Like, you, yeah. those yeah. are. You need people may not realize it, but they would get so much more out of it at seeing it on in a theater screen than at your home. Oh yeah, so much more. The excitement it pumps you up. The sound reverberates through your body. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just oh, I can't wait to get back to to the movie theater going. Like I need. Oh yeah, need a good movie. <laughs> And to sneak in some beer, apparently, Cody. Jeez. I do need that. I too. can see her buzzing already. <laughs> I do like me a cocktail. <laughs> What's the Mortal Kombat signature cocktail? Like a a blood orange margarita? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and what an experience that would be, huh? Like a finisher. <laughs> the finisher. The finisher. Yeah. It's a it's a sixteen ounce glass of Everclear on ice. <laughs> Fatality. Not a lot. <laughs> not a lot of. Not a lot of mixing needed to happen there. It does a, the job. Your soul is mine. <laughs> yeah, you got a Sub Zero drink. <laughs> There's so many good ones. I know. The, this like makes a, this makes like, like movie going fun. A margarita with a scorpion yeah. on top. <laughs> Maybe like a, a like an olive scorpion. Yeah. With a, mar- a martini. Candied, with an olive. candied scorpion. Yeah. Now you're yeah. buzzing, Ken. I know. I'm getting excited. Let's drink. We are so not alcoholics. <laughs> Come on, out! Al- some alcohol company, any one yeah. of them. We'll take we'll take O'Duels. Heineken, <laughs> Heineken zero zero. I'm talking to you. You guys listen, right? Right. Fit fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the it's just it's just very funny to just see how D- Disney is handling. Uh, theatrical movies and how they advertise them for right because this Disney is the first Plus. one that they're going day and date streaming on. So yeah, Mulan didn't do that. They only did the premium. They only did premium. VOD. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, they kind of said it was theatrical and premium because globally it was theatrical. Oh, right. But this get out be of the town. First, yeah. I don't live in Thailand. Yeah, we're still we <laughs> we're still haven't played that. Mulan in a theater here. So yeah, exactly. This is Raya will be the first one that this is gonna be the for disney on their experiment on this. On yeah. This, yeah yeah but we have all these movies on the database so you can see it says stream mm-hmm. only or wide and yeah VOD. we're working we're working day release yeah we're working on getting again. two new designations one for um select theaters and and um select and day and date streaming so mm-hmm. 
when we have the select theaters uh, release pattern designation, it's just know that that's not going wide. You won't have a shot at it, that they pretty much handpick these locations. So, but you know, there's been a few movies like, like uh, Breaking News in Yuba County, 10 theaters. Don't do that again, Select Cody. theaters. Don't yeah. go down that road. Just, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Just, I got a client email me today to find out if we could play it. And I was like, you obviously didn't listen to the podcast. Yeah, what are you? What are you, not a fan? Yeah. What's wrong on. with us? You listen. Last episode, go in and listen to my rant. <laughs> then you, and then ask me that question. Yeah. Yeah. Just skip over. <laughs> skip over that movie, guys. Yeah. Ask me again. <laughs> I dare you. That's what all that yelling was that day. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right, Kyle, you want to send us out? Send us out. Yeah. Okay. So everyone, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, be sure to check us out on all podcast platforms. And you can also listen and download our episodes at silverscreeninsider.com, where if you're a theater owner or manager uh, in need of marketing ideas, like all of our brilliant cocktail suggestions, or yes. just need to know about the uh, the release slate and what is there that's available, you can just check us out at that website. Yep, subscribe, rate, and review. And if you have any questions, feel free to leave comments on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or the new YouTube page. Yeah. YouTubes. <laughs> <laughs> woo woo. Yeah, we're still continuing to put old episodes of our podcast on YouTube. And hopefully soon uh, you might see our faces on like new episodes coming up. Hopefully. We're working on it. We gotta we gotta make a podcast studio. Otherwise it just looks like we're doing this from a closet and we don't want to look like crazy people no like we already sound crazy kyle take off the joker makeup you can finally (laughs) go home it's friday everybody have a good weekend all right take care